Welcome to the Melanated and Cultivated Podcast. My name is Anissa and today's episode is about hair. So in honor of Juneteenth, I am talking about my natural hair journey or at least a compressed version of it. So if you are interested in hearing any of that, then just keep on listening. I didn't start caring about my hair until I started taking care of it myself. I think until that moment or until that point in my life, I was following society standards concerning natural hair, which a lot of people weren't natural during that time. Um, I had to have been like really young. I was in middle school maybe. And uh, there wasn't this huge hype with everyone going natural at that point just yet. My mom was taking care of my hair and at the same time my mom was working hard. Like my mom always had multiple jobs. For the most part, I was getting my hair permed until I was like, 10 or 11 um it was only for like a year or two um because my mom just couldn't take care of my hair and also my mom didn't really know how to take care of natural hair or hair of my texture either because my mom has like a looser texture if you are into textures because i'm not really but um my mom would kind of be like a a 3c 4a and i've always been like a 4b type of um, hair type so my mom had a difficult time taking care of my hair all the time and it was a lot of work so i would get my hair permed for the most part until i ended up um, moving to byron when i was i think in sixth grade i started seeing a natural hairstylist and i think that being in her presence just changed a lot for me it made me appreciate putting more effort into my hair and my hair became a part of my identity in a way and a part of my heritage and i love the idea of exploring different styles and butters and oils and things of that sort and it was very calming for me to take care of my hair which even now i love to do my hair i'm always experimenting with different styles because it's something that i like to do in my spare time when i'm by myself so at that point even though i was taking care of my hair i had to have been in seventh sixth or seventh grade i was taking care of my hair very well but i still wasn't comfortable with wearing my hair in its natural state at that time like i said before i was still concerned with how society would view me as a little girl with an afro puff because at that time i had grew up in a household where people would see natural hair as unkept hair i would wear my hair i think fast forward a few years i would wear my hair in it in its natural state around my family and they would say something along the lines of when are you going to get your hair done or it would be so pretty if you straightened it and so as a little girl because i didn't want to face that ridicule or that criticism and i i didn't know how to embrace myself more i just kept it straightened because i didn't want to deal with all of that so this is like my first natural hair horror story in a way so my aunt was living with us at the time and she was taking me to get my hair done but she told me to book the appointment and it wasn't out of the ordinary that my aunt would challenge me to do things more independently so she told me to book my hair appointment and as someone 
who has social anxiety, I just could not do like phone calls. It takes everything in me to book my own doctor's appointments and everything like that. I always got to ask my mom what I got to say, everything like that. So I was trying to work up the courage to do it, but I couldn't do it. And I don't even think my aunt even knows this, but I didn't book the appointment. However, on Sunday, I needed my hair done and I didn't know how to tell my aunt that I didn't book the appointment. So we just went. And of course, as I get there and she's already working on somebody's head and she was like, you didn't book the appointment. And so when she said that, I was like, man, so I can't get my hair done. I thought, you know, she would have had time to like squeeze me in, but she always stuck to a very strict schedule. So um, I knew that wasn't going to happen. My aunt was running around trying to find places for me to get my hair done at. and bless her heart because I know she was just trying her hardest but she ended up calling around and mind you it's Sunday so a lot of places are like closed so she's asking around and we're in Warner Robins because at the time my natural hairstylist was in Warner Robins and one in Atlanta so she wasn't always um, in the area so we were looking around Runner Robbins trying to find somewhere to get my hair done. And my aunt had called this place. She had, I remember sitting there and her asking them if they've ever worked with African-American hair. And as soon as she said that, I knew it was about to be something. After the phone call, we end up going up there. It's this upscale cheesy white salon it was called something like the fringe where where i had no business being but after my aunt had um, asked them if they knew how to take care of african-american hair they responded that one of the stylists had a biracial child which by no means means that they can take care or straighten my natural hair um if i had knew anything about hair textures and stuff like that at that point i would have just told my aunt to forget it and to not waste her money, but we had decided to just try it just to see what it was like. I go up there and I walk in and it's very upscale and nice. And most of the hair salons that I go to that really get the job done, they're very small, small little um, office spaces, but they always get the job done. This place is very upscale. Um, it's got chandeliers in there. It's got really nice chairs and I was like oh so it's all about appearance there um I didn't see any black people of course there wasn't if they talking about a stylist who has a biracial kid and that's how they know they can take care of my hair I immediately get taken to the back to get my hair washed now my absolute favorite part of going to the hair salon is getting my hair washed. It's just something about the scrubbing of the scalp and the shampoo process that is just so relaxing and therapeutic to me. My first salon that I ever went to to get my hair straightened was a Dominican hair shop. And then I went to the natural hair stylist and she would use her fingers as well as a shampoo brush, which felt like heaven. So I was very excited to see what this wash process was going to feel like. And she gets to washing my hair. And when I tell y'all I don't feel nothing, that's how I knew this wasn't going to work. Because in order to get a really nice and sleek, straightened style on natural hair, you're going to have to get all of that dirt and oil out of the hair. So you have to scrub. I didn't feel her fingertips touch my scalp at all. 
So she wasn't getting in there. She wasn't cleaning. She wasn't used to it, I could tell, which is really weird because if anything, why do these cosmetologists not know how to take care of different textures of hair? Like, So I knew at that point that it wasn't going to come out right because she wasn't cleaning my hair properly. So that process took about two minutes. And normally, like I get my hair scrubbed for like five minutes and I get deep conditioned and everything like that. But no, I just got washed and conditioned and then they brought me out and they sat me down and they had to have been working on my hair for a while because I was the last person in there and it was already dark outside. So I had been there for about an hour or two. So it took forever for no reason. Like I didn't even get as much. It normally takes me about an hour and a half to get my hair done anyway, but that's with a shampoo that's with a deep condition that's with um the straightening process which it's a hot comb and a flat iron so I just knew it wasn't gonna be it so they sit me down and when they blow dry my hair it's still kinky it's still in its natural form being blown out which it should have been blown out straight so when that I go through the when I pass through the flat iron, you don't even have to pass it through like but one or two times. So you're not putting as much heat on my hair. She just did the blow dry process poorly and then flat ironed it. And then my roots were still extremely kinky. Like I just, I couldn't even put my hands through my scalp. And she tried to like bump the ends on something like she was doing something. And I was just so disappointed and tired and I just wanted to go home. My aunt was like, when we were walking out, um, it was some guys in the front and they were like, it looks so good. And I was like, thank you for being fake because it doesn't look good at all. And my aunt, when I had got to the car, my aunt was like, go back in there and give them a tip. I did not want to give them a tip. For what? Your tip is to learn how to do different textures of hair. But I gave them the little $10 tip and I went home and I was just so disappointed. But it was really funny. It's something that I... I look back on it and I just think it's hilarious that I experienced something like that. So shortly after that, I was graduating from eighth grade and I was going to ninth grade. So I was starting high school. My mom decided that it would be cool for us to throw a back to school like pool party type thing. So um, it would be like our last little hoorah before we went back to school. So I decided to get box braids and I typically got braids. Um, during the summer because I didn't want to put any heat on my hair during the summer because I do sweat a lot so it just would have been a waste so I ended up getting the braids and I asked my stylist before I even started it if this style was suitable for getting in the pool and she said yeah it was perfectly fine to get in the pool as long as you put it in a ponytail I took what she said and I ran with it and during the pool party I was in the pool literally all day and I was getting under the water and everything. Um, that night, I was getting the chlorine out of my hair and I took the hair tie out and my hair, literally the braids were stuck in the ponytail. They, they were intertwined with each other and it was knotted up at the root. And I just remember that process being horrific. Um, because mind you, at, at that time, I still had that mindset of um, not being comfortable with wearing my hair in its natural state. 
And at the time I was transitioning into that so that I still had a little bit of length so I wouldn't feel super uncomfortable or exposed. But that ended up having to not be a thing because I had to cut my hair. I had to cut the knot out of my hair. Um, I was able to get the braids out around the perimeter, but as far as the center of my head, um, those braids just had to be cut out. I had called the stylist and everything, and she said there's nothing you can really do but cut it out if the conditioner isn't working. Um, so I ended up doing that. My mom had cut it out for me and helped me even out my hair. And I think around that time, I had about two to three inches of hair um, left after that experience. And so I had went into high school wearing more braids, but not getting in no water, just allowing my hair to grow. And I was watching all kinds of YouTube videos to help educate myself on hair growth and things of that sort. And I just remember that process being horrific um, because mind you, at, at that time, I still had that mindset of um, not being comfortable with wearing my hair in its natural state. And at the time I was transitioning into that so that I still had a little bit of length so I wouldn't feel super uncomfortable or exposed. But that ended up having to not be a thing because I had to cut my hair. I had to cut the knot out of my hair. Um, I was able to get the braids out around the perimeter, but as far as the center of my head, um, those braids just had to be cut out. I had called the stylist and everything, and she said there's nothing you can really do but cut it out if the conditioner isn't working. Um, so I ended up doing that. My mom had cut it out for me and helped me even out my hair. And I think around that time, I had about two to three inches of hair um, left after that experience. And so I had went into high school wearing more braids, but not getting in no water, just allowing my hair to grow. And I was watching all kinds of YouTube videos to help educate myself on hair growth and things of that sort. All right, so that's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening. And if you need to contact me for any reason, you can contact me by email at Melanated and cultivated at gmail, or you can hit me up on my Instagram, which is Sable Potency.